on the base and we are live. Andrew? How are you doing? How's things all right? Very good. You okay? Yeah, excellent. Excellent. Thanks. Just uh, just making sure that we're live here, guys. And uh, let me, while I do that, just switch off my uh, Slack as well, because otherwise that will come up. So uh, just as we wait for a few more people to come in, even though I said my phone was on silent, it's not. Uh, so that's good. Excellent. Um, welcome to the Growth Show, guys. Hey, Emmett, how are you? How's your week been? Yeah, good. Um, feel exhausted. Been been riding this uh, Nasdaq roller coaster for the last week or so. So uh, there's a lot of downs though at the moment. There's not a lot of ups, right? Unless you're leveraging. Or you... did, did you see what happened yesterday? There was night? a there was a whole lot of green that popped up. No, so um, I think four hours into the trading session yesterday. Yeah. Um, Nasdaq was down just over five percent. Right. Okay. Which is huge. Yeah. Right. Um, and then all of a sudden, it was like this dramatic shift. Um, and they're calling it almost like the biggest bounce back in history. Right. Where literally from NASDAQ being down 5% yeah. to closing up. Right, okay. Right? So yeah. the shifts were incredible. I mean, I was, yeah. I was, tracking, uh, I was tracking some like HubSpot shares, for example, yeah, right? yeah. Based, based on a conversation yeah. a couple of weeks back. Yeah, yeah. And um, I think it started the day at about 4.50, dropped down to 4.10, finished at 4.65. Right. So even in a space of a day, that's crazy. If you the time of the market, yeah, those day trades very happy this morning have, would have yeah. had some great fun yesterday. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it definitely. Was literally, um, you know, free money for those kinds of guys. Yeah, yeah, sure. Spotting everything, but you could have literally done a twenty percent gain on one stock yesterday just by just by playing it. Wow, it was uh, it was absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it's uh, yeah, weird weird times. I think. Yeah, sets the tone for the rest of the year potentially. Yeah, exactly. Roller coaster, roller coaster, top like you say. So, guys, welcome to the growth show. Um, so happy to happy to see everyone uh, again, even though we can't see you obviously, uh, but I can see you kind of popping up on the popping up on the chart here. Um, so uh, just to kind of give, uh, we've got quite a few new viewers that are in. We spend the first kind of ten minutes really bubbling through any kind of news stories that interests us. But obviously, you know, the the real reason for the show is a deep dive, um, and we're kind of looking at sales people right today. We are, which is pretty cool. Think, yeah. yeah, yeah, which is pretty cool. So, looking forward to that. So, so what's caught your eye? Just while I wait for people to come in, what's caught your eye this week? What's uh, what's interested you? Yeah, I think I think the the main one was, um, and it's quite funny. I've read a couple of articles about this, and um, it was like, what two words do you never put together when describing Amazon? And um, and the answer okay. was like, Amazon style. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right? So yeah. yeah. Um, okay. But, but what Amazon are doing is now opening an Amazon style store, a physical store. Right. Okay. In LA, yeah. which is basically a kind of fashion outlet, right? Okay. Um, and it's not small. It's not a small thing. So you know, I think, I think obviously you know Amazon have been in that kind of physical retail space for a while now with yeah. with the bookstore. Yeah. Uh, with um, Whole Fresh Foods or whatever it is, yeah, the Whole yeah, Foods, Whole Foods, and, and the, then the Amazon the, Go, right? Yeah, Amazon Go, is, that's it, yeah. And, and Amazon Go, I think, was the first time I'd seen that, where you yeah. kind of just walk in, pick up your stuff, and then kind of walk out, and yeah. all you've done is scan your little QR code as you walked in. Mm. Um, but you kind of look at it and say, well, okay, if they've done that to sort of grocery retail, yeah, um, what could they do to fashion? And they're going to have different sort of Amazon twists in there. Right? Okay. Mm -hmm. um, but ultimately what they're trying to do is just really focus on experience. And I think this is, you know, it's interesting. Firstly, I think Bezos, you know, I think whether it's kind of like, okay, I don't even think he's close to, you know, saturating the, uh, the online market. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's like plenty of growth there, but I yeah. think the fact that 
you know, they are going now into physical stores across yeah. different sectors. Yeah. Um, and also, remember, we spoke about this a couple of years ago, but they're playing uh, into pharmaceuticals. Right? That's right, yeah. You know, yeah. Where, where that might become interesting, where suddenly yeah. you start seeing, you know, a lot of kind of um, Amazon pharmacies popping up. But, but anyway, I think, I think, you know, a couple of kind of things that they're talking about is, yeah. like, you know, we've all done it. We've taken some clothes, gone into a changing room. Mm. Um, typically, it's too tight. As opposed to too loose. Um, now you've got a little kind of screen in there, which basically says, you know, can you just get me a larger size? Right. Which stops you from having to get to an inch. Right, back out. Right, right. Um, so there's some cool kind of things in there. Yeah, and I yeah. think there'll be, there'll, there'll definitely be some sort of Amazon nuances, I think, you know, in terms of when they roll this out. Well, they had that Amazon look, right? That mirror, that uh, kind of mirror yeah, camera yeah, that yeah. you was able for the home use. So... It's interesting. Actually, on the pharmaceutical, we haven't pulled it up, but Mark Cuban is uh, launching a, uh, a a kind of generic drug store online okay. uh, in the states to to kind of offer uh, those generic drugs at a lower cost point. Actually, yeah, um, the kind of CVS and Walgreens and right. stuff like that, and, and obviously along, with, I think directly competing with Amazon obviously yeah, on that. So yeah, that'd be cool. Um, well, next time we're in LA, then mate, we we'll have to we we'll have to go in the store, right? Yeah, <laughs> it's dangerous. Anytime, anytime myself and Amit usually go to a technology store we we come out you know kind of a bit poorer um that seems to be the pattern but hopefully well, this, is, this is just fashion i was gonna say I'm a bit, uh, yeah i don't know about that yeah i, I mean like i don't think we should i don't think we shop in the <laughs> same places we definitely don't there's definitely yeah with my pink trainers <laughs> and my hoodie on this morning uh i definitely don't think we shop in the same places so let's see there might have something for everything right you never know um i just uh quickie for me uh caught my eye and basically it was my son that uh, I, I found it quite amusing. My son uh, alerted me to this as well, and that was the Microsoft kind of buying Activision. Yeah. Um, so yeah, huge, huge. I think the the, the biggest kind of um, uh, what a buyout for in the last ten years. I think right. They said um, it's it's massive. Yeah, I mean, like, huge. Yeah, sixty sixty eight billion. Yeah, all cash deal by the way. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know it was all cash. Yeah, all cash, right? Right. Okay. So so the significance of that is huge. Yeah. And I think also because um, again we we spoke about the stock markets. Right? Yes. So a lot yeah. of tech stocks are down. 50 percent mm, mm. if you know some more since the start of the year yeah know, what, three weeks in yeah um and so there's a lot of companies that are at half the valuation is what they were yeah. you know last month yeah you know? so yeah. so i feel as if like if that that sort of trend continues yeah the amount of these you know these kinds of companies like your, your microsoft's your mm. you know your amazons your apples you know, your and Google's, stuff, your yeah. apples, but just sitting on so much cash. That's right, yeah. But yeah. actually, why kind of, you know, if they can just pay people out for cash and make the deals easier. Yeah. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot more of that. I mean, you know, it, it's, I mean, we, was it last month we were talking about when Amazon, um, Amazon were basically having an internal meeting and, and basically, you know, one of the guys said, look, we need to change our CRM because what we're using isn't really that mm. good. And someone said, well, what's good? And I said, well, HubSpot's pretty good. And like in our world, it'd be okay. Well, why don't we just go and buy the license? Yeah. In their world, as why don't we just go and buy a HubSpot? HubSpot. <laughs> so <laughs> they were like, why don't we just buy a company? And um, you know, and those those kinds of conversations yeah, yeah. are very yeah. different when that's a forty-five billion dollar conversation. Yeah. And right now, HubSpot's valuation is twenty-one billion dollars. Yeah, it's, yeah, sure. Like, sure. You, know, it's, um, you know, it's it's quite it's going to be interesting. I just think there's going to be some. Some big shops, some big buyouts, but yeah, I think this is going to be some quick deals on the back. Yeah, end. like you said, why why bother investing? Why don't we just buy it out uh, and everything else that comes on with it? Interesting little uh, tidbit that I'd found out only this morning is that their ex Atari 
uh, people at Activision. So I think that's pretty really, cool. Yeah, that's yeah. Cool. for those of you out there that know what Atari is, I mean, I just, I mean, no, I had to Google it, but um, so yeah, it's quite quite interesting. I had to get you to explain what it was. Yeah, exactly. I had to explain what Atari was. Um, but obviously for the younger viewers out there, and we do have some, I think our cultural references sometimes don't resonate, but uh, yeah, Atari, obviously one of those very first game uh, systems that you were able to plug into a TV. Yeah, and first Pong. joystick as well. Yeah, first remember, joystick, right? yeah. yep, yep. First, uh, first ability to plug into TV like Pong. And it's actually my uncle actually that had uh, the first time I went on an Atari. So that was quite cool yeah. uh, that they're involved. But um, yeah, I think interesting as well, just because obviously, you know, that gaming, that gaming market is huge. I think... Um, I only live in that world or know about that yeah. world through my son. Um, you know, he used to be a gamer and then obviously, you know, family kind of takes over, but now he's heavily involved in that gaming scene. And it, it, it's interesting when you're kind of outside of a, an industry and then you kind of glance through. Um, yeah, the, 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 it's a ridiculous billion dollar industry and it's only growing, right? right? It's, it's, it's just on the bus. So it's just interesting. Anyway, I think guys, we've got, uh, we're kind of, uh, we're still having a few people kind of rocking up, but ultimately, obviously, what we want to do here is focus in on, I think, uh, Amit, you know, the, the the kind of topic of the day, right? Yeah. Um, I guess salespeople in the digital world, right? Yeah. Um, both of us are that, right? Yeah, no. I guess I guess so. It's, yeah. re it's really interesting, right? Because, um, you know, we've spoken quite a bit about salespeople and kind of yeah. this evolving role and, yeah. and digital sales and all of that kind of stuff. But, um, but there's more and more that kind of keeps coming into play here and, and lots of research about, you know, what, what the role of a salesperson looks like, yeah. um, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now. And I think if, if we kind of look at it, um, I think the role of the salesperson has evolved, I think, much more even in the last two years. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Than it has maybe even in the previous 30. Definitely. Right? Definitely, yeah. And, yeah. And, and maybe even longer, mm. right? So, mm. you know, that kind of sales process was very kind of, um, you know, similar Set. to what it's always been. Forget about the lead gen and prospecting piece, but ultimately, as soon as a salesperson was in, involved with a prospect, uh, that process was really similar, right? Yeah. You'd go and meet them at some point, you, you know, proposals and... Yeah, yellow, all of that kind of stuff. Yellow pages days, we were using training manuals from 1920s. Really? Sales. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the fundamental of sales hasn't really changed. Yeah. Or hadn't changed, I'd say. So, I mean, you know, you're talking like a hundred year span yeah. of uh, still applying the same principles to, to selling different things. Amazing. Or people were. And, and successfully doing it, yeah. right? So, not, 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 you know, kind of the, what it was kind of why. Um, why change, right? Yeah. You know, don't need to fix it when it's not broken. Yeah, and, and it's funny because I think when we when we started looking really at the sales piece within our business, um, I think it was on the back of, um, again, a Marcus Sheridan talk. Yes. Yeah. He, he was talking about um, Zero Moment of Truth mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. the role of salespeople in the future. Yeah. Right, do you remember that? Yeah. And, and, and it was basically, you know, at that point, it was like, look, people are so far along the way um of the, the kind of buyer journey before they want to speak to a salesperson yeah but the role of a salesperson ultimately just becomes easier yes right? yeah you know because people are so much more informed now when they're making mm. a purchasing decision they've got you know multiple so devices open, so. exactly yeah. right so they can do the research they yeah. can do their due diligence they can do all of that kind of stuff they can shortlist and then basically say right i want to work with you based yeah. on yeah. what i've what i've kind of heard and read and, yeah 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 exactly some, some basic interactions but you know that was very obviously obviously very different but i think it's even evolved from that point right so mm -hmm. if you look at it i think the what marcus was talking about is and and he was saying that look what's going to happen is because you're 
buyers are now so much more informed. Mm. Salespeople are really going to turn into sort of order takers. Mm. You know, they're just their job is to just get a deal over the line yeah, rather yeah. than kind of work to get a deal over mm-hmm, the line. Mm-hmm. Right? The negotiation piece. Yeah. And um, but I think, you know, and I think that's kind of evolved. And I think what COVID has done, where it's kind of forced everyone to suddenly have to get very digitally savvy very quickly. Mm. Um, I think that salesperson's role has kind of, you know, really kind of changed. Yeah. You know, um, and it's not just, I think, about technology and stuff like that, but I think it's about tactics. It's about kind of, you know, way of doing things. Because mm. um, look, things like Zoom and stuff existed way before. COVID, yeah, of course. Right? Yeah, know, yeah. So, Skype. Right. So yeah. yeah, exactly. So we've been doing this for years. Yeah, right? yeah, it has been yeah. video calls and stuff like that. You mm. can't always just jump in a car or no. jump on a plane no. uh, for a sales chat. But um, you know, the reality is that you know these tools kind of pre-existed. But I think what people have been doing over the last couple of years has just really kind of changed how that works. Mm. And I guess what we wanted to do today was just explore that, right? Yeah, exactly. So, okay, well, look, how do we kind of take all of this research and data that's out there? Yeah. And how do we then apply that into businesses today? Mm. Um, so that they can start to almost create a bit of a clear framework in terms of, uh, you know, what the role of that salesperson should be. Exactly. Um, you know, and, and the, all of the elements kind of related to that. Yeah. But but I think, you know, from a kind of sales perspective, obviously, you know, you're kind of very much on, on that Cold side face. of the fence. Yeah. What's, what's your kind of take on it in terms of, you know, how things have kind of evolved and what's, what's sort of changed? Yeah, I think, um, it, so look, first and foremost, guys, we should say this is an interactive show. So there is a chat functionality, there's a Q&A. If you want to kind of jump on and ask some questions, by all means, kind of leap in or have a comment. Uh, so I should probably say that. Uh, we always forget to say that. Um, yeah, I think the, the I, I think what's, like I'd say a key word now um, is kind of evaluation. Um, and, and evaluation in the sense of, um, especially when prospecting, um, is to understand and evaluate um, ahead of an actual meeting, um, you know, the, the value or opportunity of conversion, um, you know, and, and that may be conversion into an actual client, it may be conversion into a referral partner, whatever the case may be. Um, I think there was a lot of um, blindness associated to, you know, that whole kind of process previously um, by way of routine. So it was very much, hey, can we meet? Yep, jump in the car, bounce around and, and you know, spend half your time uh, to and from meetings, um, spend longer in a meeting because you're catching up, you're having coffee, you're doing this, you know, all of these things. Um, you know, I mean, I guess in this part of the world, it, it's just part of that process. And, and especially in the Middle East, there's always been this, um, you know, cultural uh, kind of capacity to drink coffee, catch up, ask about things, you know, build, build that piece uh, into, into a relationship. Um, so there was always, I'd say, more in this part of the world of, of a sense that you had to meet somebody, mm-hmm. um, you had to spend time with them, you had to nurture them, you know, as, and we're talking obviously in that B2B space, um, uh, as opposed to just, you know, jump in and, and, and go for it. And, and I see the different styles, you know, you, you kind of, this part of the world is very conversational and it's kind of a build up. US has always been very direct. I find that if even physical meetings pre-COVID in the US and and in UK to a certain extent, um, you kind of get down to business a bit faster than you would um, than 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 kind of in this part of the world, right? It's yeah. almost like we know why we're sitting opposite each other. I need something. You're going to provide it to me, but let's talk about other stuff first, yeah. right? Um, so I think that now what's happened is you know where where there was a forced scenario. Upon everyone, 
um, you know, with, with COVID, um, essentially you, you were forced to not meet, um, you know, and obviously that moved into that, that kind of digital space. Yeah. Um, so, you know, things, tools that you have as a salesperson, you know, for example, when you're, you know, where the client will have their office, for example, uh, you know how much the rent is in that particular place. If it's an independent building, you might look at the cars and see kind of cars that are there to see kind of judge, you know, the, the reception, the, you know, looking at kind of nuances and touches that, that ultimately help you as a salesperson to determine, you know, the opportunity. All of this was kind of taken away from you. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's a couple of things happening. One was the evaluation of, you know, time. And then the second thing was that, you the, the tools i'd say that you have as a natural salesperson let's say uh removed for you right um because you can't micro you know kind of um micro movement and things you can't see on the camera it's as simple as that um like in terms of like little reactions reactions or, nuances okay. movement body language you know right. we know all of this right in sales depending on you know the way that the person sitting opposite you how they're reacting to certain words certain voices how they're physically moving there's certain things they will do with their body that you know that there's an interest or not an interest right, right. um and all of that was kind of taken away yeah interesting yeah so about body language piece yeah. and reactions yeah and, yeah, yeah. i think i think you know uh, you're, you're much better at that kind of stuff than what I've ever been. So it's kind of difficult, you know, isn't it? And so I guess, so I, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of virtual selling. Right? Yeah, so am I, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. you know, but I, but I think, you know, I do buy into the whole, you know, we miss out on certain things. And, and then there's a couple of other things. I mean, even research has actually shown this now as well. Um, that, and I think we'll both agree with this, but when you're having a sales call with somebody, it's very much about, what do you need? And this is what we can do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that the opportunity that you have of um, kind of building relationships just doesn't happen when you're kind of screen to screen. No. Right. Versus, versus when you're sitting, you know, opposite someone having a coffee. Yeah. yeah. It was funny. A couple of weeks ago, I went for a meeting and, um, and I knew the meeting would last 10 minutes in terms of mm. getting work done. Yeah. Um, but because we both ordered coffees, we were kind of forced to talk to each other for another 20 minutes more. And it's difficult to transition from that kind of like, I'm focused and I'm, I'm wired and I, I'm, I'm there to get my work done and get my calls done and focus on whatever's next. Yeah, yeah. Versus you're sitting there and then like all of a sudden, you know, it's like, okay, I need to drink this coffee. Burn your mouth. And, and it's, just, it's just awkward now. It's not, it's not like what it was before when everyone yeah. would just expect, look, Irrespective of what needs to be discussed, it's an hour yeah, meeting. Exactly. Every meeting's a minimum hour, hour right? Hour, yeah. yeah. Whereas, you know, I think we we both got into the habit. I think we were having competitions at one point in terms of most number of meetings you can have in a day, mm. Mm. and you know, the ability to have twelve or thirteen meetings in a day was just mind blowing. Yeah, right? yeah. Compared exactly. to what we were yeah. used to, because it would be not just the hour, no. but it would be the traffic and all those. Things. That's it. It's great. Yeah. But there was one more point that was kind of related to okay, what else are we losing out? Yeah. Um by not having face-to-face interactions. Mm. And it was the, uh, it was interesting because a lot of salespeople turned around and said, uh, it's the uh, off for record conversations. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, you, and we've both been there, right? Oh yeah, yeah, people have left or someone's yeah. left in the room, yeah. Right, and you're in there, yeah. you're having a one-on-one yeah. chat and someone yeah. says, look, by the way, yeah. this person's leaving, this is exactly. what's going on. Exactly. Um, there might not be an opportunity now. Yeah, but, yeah, you know, leave yeah, it with me, yeah. and we'll, we'll see if we can get things worked right. out in a lot. Yeah, next three months. Yeah, 
And you can't do that over a Zoom call or a Teams no. call, right? Because no. firstly, no one really knows who's around who, mm. right? Mm. Um, so you, you lose like almost trust component in there. Uh, and then the second piece is, is you know, you, half the time these calls are being recorded and you don't even know, right? Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So again, it's, it's one of them where um, I think that's a huge thing, you know, when you really kind of look at it. Yeah, and look, it goes back to the relationship piece. Yeah. You know, and I, I, I think there are, I, I tell you what seems to have taken over in the digital space now, especially for me, the conversation around traffic, weather, building, lifts is now, you know, kind of around you. And it's turned into, oh, look, I'm sorry, I just need to like move my cat. And then you kind of get into a cat conversation, right? right? And then it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of, oh, sorry, I've got, you know, someone in the back, oh, my, my daughter's running. So I think it's quite interesting that icebreakers actually are almost forced upon you now. Yeah. Um, you know, versus something before, obviously, that you would kind of go in and, and obviously depending on where you are in the country and, and, and. I think those 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 are things as well. Yeah, and if you've got a group of people, that's even more difficult. Oh, it's, so, yeah. So, you yeah. know, like in, in a room... Six we, people in a room is fine, but on a call on Zoom, yeah. it's a challenge. It's awkward because yeah. you, you, if you are having some sort of, I don't know, some interaction or banter with yeah. somebody else on the call, yeah. then typically there's four other people that sit in there going, okay, do I say something? Yeah, because I can't talk um, over because of the mic, it cuts in. Yeah. You know, yeah, there's, there's definitely challenges there. Yeah, and I think I think one of the other things is it's, it's always important to understand that it just doesn't work for every industry as well, right? Mm. So, you know, again, one of the, one of the kind of case studies um, that we're looking at is, you know, industries like medical technology and, and stuff like that, right? Where typically, uh, I don't know why, whenever I say that, I always think of Will Smith in that film. Um, what film? His film when he's uh, selling these medical equipment devices, but he's, he's an ace with a Rubik's Cube. Don't know that one. Christ, yeah. Great film. Really? Oh, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, so anyway, I'm sure people do that. If you know what it is, <laughs> you, you don't even know. I can't remember the name. <laughs> anyway, but basically, you know, medical devices and stuff right. like that. It, how are you going to sell that over Zoom, right? Yeah. So you know, that's where things like trade shows. That's mm. where you know, the, you know, the in-person, um, in, in-person kind of meetings and all of that are essential. And those industries have taken a bit of a nosedive. So yeah, you know, there's definitely been an impact there. Sales have dropped in those industries. And, you know, yeah, because I, I think the thing is, when you're you know when you're showcasing a SaaS platform, um, you know, and you've got obviously the ability to pull up the screen, share a, share a presentation, yeah. um, you know that that obviously gives you a real chance to to sell. But like you said, if you've got a physical product, um, you know, I mean, I go back to the last time I was selling a physical product was about probably around 15, 16 years ago, and it was heavy duty kind of DVD machines and stuff. Um, there's still manufacturing out there, right? So there's still heavy duty manufacturing. There's still yeah. a lot of um, that. And, and that's something again, that is still a bit of a challenge. And, and I think, you know, what, where, where that's happened is, is it's kind of, you know, recording videos, it's, it's using what's available to you to, to kind of showcase what that is. And also to be fair now, there's, you know, the use of 3D modeling, um, so people are doing that. People are doing walkarounds. Yeah. Um, you know, look, this is where, and, and this is a whole other tangent, so I'm not going to get into it, but potentially where, you know, something like the metaverse kind of comes into play, right? Where you're kind of virtually... We are going to go into it. I was going to put But I mean later, but anyway, it's fine. But from a, from a kind of metaverse perspective, you know, you're going to be able to virtually do that. Sure. Um, 
you know, we, we spoke about the, the, from a sales perspective, and it's something as well that like that networking opportunity during COVID was completely removed as well. Um, because it was definitely, you know, so obviously there's one when you have an inquiry as an organization that comes in, um, but as far as prospecting, you know, when you're outbound and you're trying to engage with yeah. people, um, you know, you, you obviously had to change gears as well because you couldn't go and meet people and go to events and go to conferences, et cetera, where you have a natural, you know, uh, ability to communicate with each other. You, you, prospecting is horrible, yeah. right? I mean, you know, going out there on LinkedIn and, and kind of trying it's to make tough. a connection it's with tough. people, it's, yeah. it's, 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 yeah, it's brutal, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think, look, and again, that's where that body language and all of that comes into play. Yeah, yeah, right? totally. I mean, it's, these, are, these are really kind of important tools. Uh, thank you to everyone who's done that. And so The Pursuit of Happiness, Andrew, is the film. You've oh, really? You've seen The Pursuit of Happiness. No, I haven't, no. It's an incredible film. That's the one with the kid, right? It's a true story. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah. Yeah. You haven't seen it? No, I haven't, sad. genuinely. No, I, I, it's sad, right? I don't like sad movies. We like sad movies? You no. watch Star Wars and stuff like that. That's, that's not, no, no, it's sad. Star Wars isn't sad. Star Wars is inspirational. What's sad is, like, last sad, I'll tell you the last two sad movies I watched. Right. E.T. and Turner and Hooch. Those, that was Amazing. the last sad movie. I don't watch sad movies. Turner and Hooch? Yeah, Turner and Hooch. Wow. Turner and Hooch. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Spoiler, like hooch dies, right? So that's why it's sad. <laughs> I don't know if I can say spoilers on a movie that's like 25 years old. I mean, well, even in colour. Um, okay. <laughs> Role of the modern salesperson, Andrew. I think this is this is kind of really important. <laughs> I'm blown away by what you just said. Um, but I think I think let's kind of really focus on that now, right? Yeah. So, so you know, you're building out your sales team yeah. right now, right? And so, you know, what kind of attributes, what kind, and how would you almost describe a role now? Because I think that's what's really evolved. Because I don't think it's that case of, okay, go out there, network, find your own leads, no. uh, you know, nurture them, build relationships and try and close a deal. I think that's all kind of evolved, right? Yeah. So what, what does that kind of really look like? I, I think there's still some, I think there's still some traits that, that will always kind of pull through. So I think the thing is that just because the, you know, mechanism for communication now is is through a different medium. Um, you still have to have certain traits, but I think the thing is now you have to, before you even meet somebody in person, you have to see how they behave on camera. Um, you know, and 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 to be fair, that very small thing: um, are they willing to turn on the camera? Are they willing to, you know, uh, kind of engage on a on a digital platform? How are they set up? Are they presented right? Is it correct lighting? Can you see all of these things? Because these are the things that um, you know are, are going to help you in that digital space, right? Because this isn't going to go away. Mm -hmm. So it's we've now determined that you're going to be selling digitally um, and obviously, you know, possibly virtually and 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 also in physical presence. So I think there's still um, you still got to have that ability to present yourself and, and kind of be knowledgeable, right? Yeah. Um, for, from that perspective, I think that the the, the technology piece um, is is now more important than ever. So you know, I think you have to be familiar. Doesn't matter what you're selling, but you have to be aware of certain tools. Mm -hmm. And that may be something as simple as an organizer for your day. So back in the day, you know, using a physical diary or a file of hacks or a whiteboard or whatever the case may be. You know, what are they, what is somebody using to organize their time? What are they, what are they familiar with? Are they familiar just with like basic calendars? Are they familiar with, you know, their meeting schedules and structure of certain things? So I think that 
that kind of digital and technology piece, there needs to be an understanding of that. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and it's not it's not a case of I don't get it. It's a case of I use it, right? Um, so, and, and and that I think is important. And and down to you know, kind of building out proposals and then and, and understanding understanding that where. I think previously, um, you know, you, you may have got away with, especially in this part of the world, you know, just kind of somebody with a great personality, good connections, WASTA, what they call it here, um, ability to connect people. But but you're gonna, you, you know, what you've got is you've got a much younger workforce and you've got more people coming in with that experience. Um, so we've got they've got to be kind of digitally savvy, right? Um, and and the you know, the basics, right? Know how to set up, you know, because I think the thing is, did. You know, I, I and look, it's just technology, but I've been on calls where, you know, I've spent five minutes waiting for somebody to sweat their mic and do this and do that. Oh, I don't know where the camera is. And really, we're like two years in. So, I mean, I, I think there's certain things that you possibly would forgive, you know, previously, but now you're kind of like, no, you know, what I get sorted. So I'd say from a, from a, a kind of, you know, that the, the understanding around technology has to be there, right? Um, you know, if you're a salesperson and you don't know what a CRM is and you're not using a CRM in your own time, understand what that is, mm -hmm. you know, and build that out for yourself. Because as we know, there's CRMs out there that are free. Now, independent salespeople, I've, we have conversations all the time here with, you know, salespeople that work for banks, for example, selling credit cards. And they'll say to us, can you help me get business? I said, no, but I can help you manage your opportunities. Go to HubSpot, sign up for a free version, start using it. Oh, what is it? CRM, you know, instead of Excel and things. So I think even if you're not, you know, bound in your existing employer by a CRM or some element of technology, yeah. you need to do that to help yourself, right? Okay. Um, yeah. So I think I think we'll come back to the technology piece because, um, you know, I think, I think these kind of tools of a trade, like what you said, I think, that's, that certainly has evolved. Um, and I think we need more help um, than we've potentially ever had, right? Because the opportunities to, you know, present in person now yeah. are limited, right? Yeah. Um, but I think when we're looking at, let's go back to that kind of free actual role, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, ultimately we still want a salesperson to go out there and bring in new customers. Yeah. Right? First mm -hmm. and foremost. That, that yeah. hasn't changed. Okay? No. Um, but I think how that's done is slightly different. Right. So do you feel as if, you know, your salespeople today need to be more sort of consultative rather than just, you know, people who can follow a script and a process? Yeah. Yeah. I think the, the knowledgeable piece comes into play there. I mean, that consultative selling um, is part of the evolution, as you mentioned there previously, uh, of buyers now, you know, know a lot about you know they're, they're, they're by the time they're kind of sitting opposite you they've done their own research you know they're they're kind of um you know very focused and and understand a lot of the time the requirement now they 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 want to understand how what you have fits their requirement or how you can kind of personalize that and that's obviously where that consultative piece comes into comes into play i think you know um if you go back previously there would be a lot of show and tell um, so you'd walk up to a meeting, you know, and you'd spend the first 15 minutes talking about yourself. I think that's an absolute waste of time, um, you know, for, for you and, and your prospects. What, what needs to be, you know, kind of understood is their requirement, um, yeah. you know, and ultimately, obviously, you know, that that is more of that consultative piece. So you know, there's been many situations where I've walked in and said, OK, can you tell us, can you do, have you got a deck to present? No, zero. It's discovery. Yeah. Let's find out more about you. You know, and, and look, I think 
one of the things actually I would say with that consultative piece and technology is there is now, I'd say, more an openness to have multiple meetings. Mm -hmm. Because previously, obviously, you know, if you are jumping in the car, driving downtown, you know, you're burning through the best part of three hours, you, you almost want to get as much as you can get done in that meeting um, versus a follow up and a follow up and a follow up. With the online space, you do have the ability to have more of a consultative uh, approach because you, you know, it's no hardship saying, can we jump, I'll jump, we'll prepare something and jump on a course, take you through this in two days time yeah. or three days time, right? Um, so I think that's, I'd say where digital has helped. It's allowed you to, to kind of pull through more of that consultative approach, right? Because okay. uh, there's not, a, there's not a, a kind of, right, we've got an hour, uh, let's do this, you know, blah, 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 right? Um, now you've got the opportunity, I think, or uh, openness and willingness from the other party as well. Because, you know, I, I think one of the things that I, I'd say as well from that piece is bear in mind, you know, from a meetings perspective, there's a lot of people that hate their job, absolutely hate their job. And actually the highlight of their day used to be the salesperson coming in, having a coffee with them, they get an hour respite, right? Mm -hmm. um, so there was meetings for meeting's sake, right? Um, I think now, obviously, in that, that digital space, you can kind of plant a 15-minute, 20-minute, 30-minute conversation, and you can get a hell, hell of a lot more done in like three 30-minute sessions sure. okay. instead of an hour sitting opposite each other. Right. Okay. And so, so I, think what, I think what we're saying with this is that it's, it's about really kind of salespeople now really kind of driving more value yeah. Right. Um, yeah. You know, rather than just being focused on on the kill, right, the sale. Yeah. Yeah. Look, that's always going to be a challenge. I mean, I think the thing is, the consultative approach allows you to explore, you know, the real opportunity mm -hmm. with the prospect. Um, there's always going to be a challenge because at the end of the day, that sales manager, sales director, uh, still wants sales now. Um, you know, starting in some industries where they realise and appreciate. There's a longer sales burn, you know, there's challenges and, 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 and they're more open to understanding those challenges. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you, you've got a more forgiving environment. I think obviously that's, that's better. And that long-term prospecting is, 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 you know, valuable. Right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, that consultative approach just allows you to explore what else is kind of available. Right. Yeah. Okay. I think I think with that though, there's there's a there's been a shift, um, and I think this is this is really interesting. And once is sort of, I think one that's certainly sort of changed over time. Um, but I remember, you know, like you know, those face to face meetings. You walk into a boardroom, and then you've got basically the buyers on one side, and you've yeah. got the sellers on the yeah. other side. Yeah. And I think the fact that so much is happening digitally now. Um, you know, that, that kind of barrier has almost been broken down. Yeah. And I think, again, there was some, some information that's out there and some research where they're saying that actually the role of that modern salesperson is now not to be potentially on the buyer side. Uh, so not to be on the seller side, yeah. okay? Uh, but to try and position themselves somewhere between the buyer and the seller, mm. okay? Mm. So almost say, look, I'm your guy, or, you know, go in yeah. terms of, look, this is what, this is, you know, my job here is to make sure that you get exactly what yeah, you exactly, need. Yeah, exactly, these are the guys that are going to deliver it. Um, but by doing so, what they're doing is, is really kind of building more trust with a, yeah. with a client. Mm. And by building more trust, you're increasing your chances of, of making the sale. Mm. But I felt that was like an interesting shift because, because I think, you know, so much about so much of sales is trust, right? Mm. And I think if you have got someone who is, you know, kind of 
seemingly got your very best interests at heart mm. and has the ability then to sort of, you know, connect with the right people from the seller side of it. Um, you know, I think the salesperson there, the smart salesperson really positions them in a, in a good way there, right? Mm. You know, it's, it's um, and I think, I think that's really interesting because I don't think it was like that two years ago. No, no. Whereas I feel as if it's almost much easier to do that right now. Yeah. Um, because we've got that kind of digital or hybrid model. Um, you know, you can, there's, a, there's a certain relationship that's been built in, perhaps even before a physical uh, meeting, right? A face-to-face meeting. Yeah. Um, but I think that's something to keep in mind. Yeah, I think also for a lot of people that they can be a bit braver online and brave in the sense of, actually, I'm not sure about that. Let me check back. You know, because ultimately, right. again, that's part of that process of, you know, I'm going to investigate this for you, right? Yeah. I need to check and I need to make sure um, that that's possible, doable, whatever the case might be. And yeah. I think that for, for some people, it's it's easier in that digital space, right? There's there's not, you can kind of move on from it. Yeah. Um, whereas obviously, you know, depending on, look, if you're in, there's been scenarios where we've had meetings in our office and I've kind of pulled people into the, the room or, you know, they've also done that in, 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 you know, in a client's place where they kind of pulled someone yeah. in to ask a question, um, you know, and, and kind of find out. I think that also, just to touch on that, as far as who's in that online call is quite interesting um, because I do believe that within the online space, you're getting access to, you know, higher up the tree usually um, because previously there would be, you know, a meeting with a junior possibly to vet the organization sure. and an end now, you know, because it's just a seniority, yeah. just a lot more accessible right um you know you can usually kind of bounce on because they're not in an office they're not bound especially the, you know from clientele perspective we deal with multinationals and they're still out of the office they're still yeah. working from home or there's a hybrid and obviously with omricom tearing through again there's a whole lot of people that are working remotely you've got a better chance of you know meeting someone more senior in the organization right. so decision makers yeah really, totally yeah yeah, yeah straight yeah i think i think uh, I, yeah we've i mean we've tracked that and i think yeah. we've seen that internally it's it's really interesting I think one of the other things is, um, and, and this was always like an, an often sort of overlooked part of the sales role, um, but the, you know, the salesperson today should really be that kind of eyes and ears for a business, you know, in terms of what's really happening on the ground, right? Mm, mm. You know, because typically what you have is, you know, you imagine you've maybe got senior management who are sitting in offices, you've mm. got the marketing team sitting in offices. Yeah. The only people that are really kind of out there mm. seeing mm. seeing exactly what's yeah. going on are the salespeople, right? And um, you know, and we obviously, you know, we kind of realized this very early on, but actually, yeah. you know, if we kind of understood the kinds of questions that salespeople were under, you know, yeah. getting asked, yeah. um, that can potentially help us to sort of predict what people were thinking, yeah. whether there are any kind of trends or, yeah. or shifts related to that. Um but I think even right now, it's, uh, you know, Dubai is a very interesting place in the mm. sense of, I think we get a gist for how busy a week's going to be based on the number of cars that are on the road at any given time, 100%. right? Yeah. You know, and if you're, stuck, if you're stuck in traffic at the moment, it's a it's bit good. of a, yeah, it's a great thing. You like yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's a positive. A couple of years back, you're stuck in traffic was just like exactly. horrible. Exactly. Uh, but right now you're like, okay, cool. There's people here. There's yeah. stuff that's going exactly. on. And, and I, look, and I, I, maybe that's the case across the world now, right? Because mm, again, mm. you know, there's these, you know, activity from a kind of purchasing perspective, mm. I think is so directly correlated yeah. to activity full mm. stop, right? 
you know, if there's people out there doing things, things will happen. Yeah, it was interesting actually. There's um, there's a large retail store here locally called Spinney's, which is you know like your like your, I guess your Sainsbury's or Waitrose or um, uh, and then like uh, yeah, Publix or whatever, and Walmart. And Target and Walmart in the states. Um, but they they had a head of retail on there, and and he was saying that how their business has changed and their football has changed, where people are working you know remotely, right? Because um, and we've obviously just had a weekend shift here as well. Um, so, you know, previously, like Friday afternoon was quite busy. People going doing, you know, their shopping, their weekly shop, um, you know, and obviously now on a Saturday, it's moved and Saturday, Sunday. And it was something that I experienced actually over the weekend. I don't, so we've just shifted for those international views. Uh, we've shifted to Monday to Friday here and the weekend is now Saturday and Sunday in the UAE. And I think that people still don't quite know what to do on those days right. uh, from, from yeah, so kind of going out and retail perspective. Yeah. And we see, obviously, you know, from a communications perspective, we see the number of calls that we get on a certain day, WhatsApps, for example, emails, inquiries that come in. Um, yeah. You know, and I think I think there is that 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 has to be looked at as well. I mean, you're right. You know, from from a uh, from an intelligence piece, you know, the, the the salesperson always should have the ability to kind of just pull in more uh, intelligence and other people. And, and again, that goes back to technology. Yeah. So you know, the fact is that 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 the intelligence has to be you know, kind of uh, through through physical kind of activity, yeah. but then also more increasingly, uh, actually the, the tech that we have, right? To, to determine what is going on, you know, how many of those opportunities, you know, I, I can tell you for us, you know, when we used to get a call in on like a Saturday, which was a, a, a day, usually that from a client perspective, wasn't really the best fit. They were typically an organization that was stuck 20 years ago to, forcing people to work on a Saturday, you know, a kind of six day week. Um, and it wasn't typically a good, good fit. Um, but it's interesting how you pick up those nuances, right? Yeah. I think the, the important part of that is as long as salespeople are seeing what's going on. Mm -hmm. and, and I think a lot of them need to be trained in terms of, look, these are the things to look out for. Yeah. These are the questions that you've got to um, take note of, not, mm -hmm. not in terms of ask, but if you're being asked questions, make mm -hmm. note of those and to make sure you're reporting those back in. Um, and then I think then the business can, you know, use that intelligence to kind of understand and get yeah. a better pulse for what's going on. Yeah. Right? Um, I think I think a couple of the other points, and then I think we'll move on to technology for the last ten minutes or so. Yeah. Um, but again, I think the role of a salesperson from an upselling, cross-selling perspective is is vital, mm. as long as that positioning is still in the right place. Because I don't think anyone likes a salesperson that only talks to a client um, because they want to sell to you. No, right? no. But if they are kind of positioned within that consultative piece, mm. they're also kind of, you know, distance and perhaps away from the seller, mm. Mm. leaning more towards the interests of the buyer. I think it becomes more e easier for that mm. salesperson mm. to go in and upsell and cross sell. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And I think, again, it's just a bit of a mindset shift and it's not a big shift, but mm. it's a small, subtle shift. Yeah. But I think it makes a big difference. And then I think the last thing is, um, is, is really the kind of, you know, the, the role that they play. And I think you touched on this, which is that salespeople are the connectors to more information mm, and, and more mm. solutions and stuff like that, right? So they don't, you know, I think that expectation of, okay, you need to know everything, I don't think is there. No. And, no. and I think anyone that pretends to know everything is probably, you know, doing themselves and, and the buyer yeah. a disservice. Mm. But what is happening more and more of, and, and again, we're seeing this internally, we're reading about it, um, HubSpot telling us stuff like this as well is that there's just a lot more uh, conversations where 
you know, salespeople say, look, let us go away. Let us kind of research yeah. this, think about yeah. this, and then we'll come back with something that makes sense. Um, yeah, I, I, I wonder, I mean, I think um, the, the, the challenge, I guess, at the moment is people seem to have more time to research. So I think that's, that's part and parcel of it as well. So between you know meetings and breaks, they're online. They're, they're, they're spending, people spending more time with these devices, right? Um, so that gives them more opportunity to research. And and I think the thing is that they're they're digging a bit deeper now, right? So so whereas previously there was not not a casual attitude, but it was a certain amount of knowledge that you know potentially a buyer or a prospect had. Yeah. Um, and there was you know there was it was it's, a lot of the time it was clean cut. Now what we're seeing is because, you know, people have done more research, um, you know, they're asking different questions, you know, and, and, and again, some of those questions cannot be answered. Um, but, but, you know, the ability to, to kind of just, just time, I think, that has given people on that side of the table as well, right? So it's not just the time uh, that, that people are invested in. You know, I, I think, look, and I, I think that physical meetings are still valuable, right? Um, but but I, but I think it's part of that relationship building, as you mentioned there. It's um, it, it, it's part of you know kind of building a connection, right? Um, you know, we know that when we did an event, we had a whole load of clients that came down that we'd never met before. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it was the first time we'd actually kind of seen them. And yeah. for me, it's always about the height. That's what's weird. You think someone's tall, <laughs> and then you meet them, and they're like down here. It's really bizarre because everyone's the same height on camera. Right. That's 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 the amusing thing. Yeah. Uh, everyone's the same height. So. Um, but, yeah, I think I think there's still a place for those physical meetings uh, to take place. And, you know, when it comes to, you know, travel and, and obviously going for, you know, and, and, and a lot of uh, people that we know in our circle did a hell of a lot of regional travel pre-COVID. Yeah. That's kind of almost disappeared. Right. Um, you know, and now they'll go for X. Right. And even was talking to a few clients last week and, and they were saying that now it's almost I'd, I'd say it's almost reverted back to the time when my dad was selling, where they would build out a certain set of meetings over a three to five day period and then fly there for that and then come out, which which actually is, is you know, what my dad used to do like 40 years ago, right? Yeah. Because back then it was just so expensive to travel to the company. But now it's like it's expensive in time, right? Correct. Flying somewhere. And then when you're yeah. flying and it's like, okay, four hours, and then you're not, you know, all this kind of stuff. And if you're flying to states, like we do a lot of, you know, jet lag and all these kinds of other things yeah. that, that key in. Um, what's interesting with that is the, the, the fact that, you know, it's almost reverted back. Um, to, to, so you really have to evaluate that meeting and you have to evaluate, you know, is this going to, is this going to make financial sense? Right? Yeah, absolutely. Makes so totally right. I think Andrew, we've got 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, and we will try and finish early. So if people have got sort of meetings on the hour, they've got time to make themselves a back to back to back to back. Uh, let's just finish on the tools. And I think yeah. I think the best way of potentially doing this is uh, again re relating it back to the sales funnel, we're talking yeah. about salespeople. Yeah. Um, but the new kind of tools of a trade, I think you mentioned that the very top of a funnel is just having a CRM or your basics yeah. in place. Yeah. Um, so whatever whatever kind of tools should uh, salespeople be using today? Yeah, I think um, the, the video is um, video is incredibly powerful. Uh, so I think the you know we see a higher uptake in engagement um, across videos. So if you're using something like um, Vidyard or uh, 
and I think the other one, good one is Bounce. Um, like if you're if you're using or well, 23, that's another good video platform. Loom, um, one. Loom, yeah, Loom's one as well, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so you know these different platforms just allow you to present yourself a bit differently instead of an email. Um, a lot of the time, because it is video based, your first introduction, quick follow up video. Um, and I think when, you know, from a proposal perspective, if you're sharing proposals, there's a real opportunity to uh, kind of, you know, record a small video on that as well. Um, the only thing I would say on the video piece, usually with the video, I'll always do a little uh, kind of couple of lines telling people how long the video is, uh, because, you know, last thing you want to do is just click through to a video and it's like a 30 minute video, right? Um, it's like a WhatsApp voice message that is last 10 minutes anyway. Um, so you kind of, hey, listen, uh, I've done a three minute video just to kind of give you a rundown of the proposal, for example, yeah. right? Uh, the solution of the direction that we're thinking okay. of, of going. So I think that's one thing. I think the trackability is an important part. Um, by trackability, I mean tracking emails and then tracking more specifically documents. Okay. So like people, proposals? Yeah, proposals, quotations. You know, if okay. people are engaged and they're opening the proposals, if they're going back to them, you know, you can then use that as a determination of how much effort you want to put in with that particular prospect. Okay. Um, so I think using, you know, some of that document tracking uh, that's out there as well, even, I mean, it's something as simplistic as, if you don't want to invest in any of that document tracking, create a document, um, you know, in a, in, a, in a Google environment and change the URL. So, you know, that's happened a lot of the times, particularly with, we use PandaDocs, obviously, for our proposals where, you know, we'll, we'll change the date. So you can't access the PandaDoc anymore. You get somebody writing back and saying, hey, listen, I can't access the document anymore, um, which is good, obviously. Mm -hmm. So I think just, you know, using some of those tracking capabilities from a tools perspective um, is, is also useful, okay. um, you know, to, to do that, um, you know, in, in that sense. And then also, I think um, the, the kind of basic tools of just managing your time and your day, um, you know, calendar is, is definitely your friend. Um, it's interesting, you know, Google themselves and Microsoft have put little tools within there um, to, to, to kind of effectively kind of manage your time a bit more efficiently. Um, so I think that's, um, that's important to have you know, that time management or whatever that is, task orientated or whatever. All right, cool. And then last thing, I think I think you covered most of it there, so we'll leave it there, but yeah. Metaverse. Brilliant. Okay, because um, cause look, it's... it's Absolute waste of time. It, well, I mean, it's the point. So are we, are we going to get in that scenario where everyone's going to be, uh, everyone's going to have some sort of VR headset or whatever it is, and they're going to be able to sit in a boardroom with six other people that are actually located all over the world. Uh, are they going to be able to do product demos, um, you know, where they can actually demonstrate a product, but actually, you know, people aren't in the same. I mean, where, where, what do you think? I mean, because this is the, the scary and the reason I bring it up, it's not it's not just so that we leave the show on some crazy high level kind of thought that's out there, but this is quickly becoming a bit of a reality now. Right? and it's happening now yeah. and so the point is is if we're talking about you know modern salespeople and modern sales practices um you know we, we you know we, we've got to touch on this i think and, and uh, you know right now we don't need to go into detail um I, but I, what's your thoughts on it I, I think there's going to be stages of it so right now we have a client that has um they have a wearable headset they'll go out to certain uh, rigs, oil rigs, and someone remotely will determine 
the makeup of uh, how some a particular lubricant is stored, like virtually. So you'll have somebody that puts on a headset on the rig and then they'll look, right? Okay. Um, just in a, in a camera space. So they're, they're kind of virtually engaged. We're obviously seeing in the medical field where now you can virtually obviously do surgery and stuff, right, remotely. Um, I think when it comes to that product piece and that product demonstration, I think that is going to, that, that will definitely happen. So even down to something like real estate, you know, I can see a scenario where potentially, you know, you, you're kind of sitting and showing someone a new design or architects or whatever the case may be, where it makes sense. The only, where, where I don't know if it makes sense, um, but I think I'm too old to judge this, is basically whereby you'll have a virtual meeting. Um, so for example, we have our weekly calls, right? Internal calls, but it's a, it's a, a company-wide meeting. Would that ever be a virtual meeting yeah. where we would sit and talk and stuff? Now, I don't know, but when I look at my son and, and he lives virtually now, right? Um, hangs out with his friends and, and, and it's a natural thing. Yeah. So I think, you know, and your kids as well, it's like a natural thing. So most of these things are just the, the only barrier is the technology. So is everyone going to have, you know, a headset 20 years down the road, yeah. most likely, or some element of that, you know, I mean, look, I, I watched a fantastic um, video last night with Steve Jobs um, introducing the iPhone and how he introduced it. You know, and that that wasn't long ago, right? Yeah. In in the grand scheme of things. And now, could we ever imagine not having this, right? Sure. Um, no. So I, I think it, it would only I think it would only make sense to invest in that if it makes so what they you know if you're sending, for example, your prospect a headset and saying, listen, we're going to do a product demo, and part of that is this. And I mean, logistically, at the moment, it can be done, right? So returns and stuff like this, it can be done. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, it's here now, as you said. I think, I think the challenge is just that, just that fact that you need a headset right now. Yeah. And I think it's not going to be long before that technology is just going to be much more immersive into uh, a laptop, right? Yeah. And I think the second that starts to happen, and it might take a bit longer, is that barriers removed, yeah. the technology barriers removed, right? Um, people, look, people are going to virtual concerts, people are going, yeah. so the met, I mean, if you, if you look at where the metaverse sits without the headset, people, can't, I mean, look, Fortnite is a metaverse, right? You can go in there, they've had virtual concerts, yeah. virtual events, you know, they're talking about having virtual currency and shopping and buying and blah, blah, blah. I mean, all of these things. So, you know, in, in that gaming space at the moment, I mean, there's people at Facebook at the moment that are meta employees. Their whole time is spent in virtual reality, right? That's what they do yeah. to explore, to see the long-term effects, to understand how they can interact. You know, and I think the thing is for, for a lot of people as well, that metaverse, like people with like crippling anxiety, agoraphobia, all this kind of stuff, right? There's a whole host of people that this is like breakthrough you know, people with disabilities. I mean, this is really, you know, I think some of that stuff we don't really, you know, kind of look at in our part of the world, but when we kind of look at US yeah, and Europe, it's, it's, it's huge, right? There's, yeah. there's a whole world open to, so previously, you know, if you weren't able to demonstrate something physically, you know, uh, because of whatever reason, now you have the ability to do that, right? So I think that's where there's going to be opportunity. That's where there's going to be exploration on it, yeah. No, I think it's, it's definitely exciting and I think we've got a lot of change ahead for sure. Um, cool. Let's leave it there, Andrew. Good stuff.
Um, so guys, thanks, thanks for tuning in today. We've, we've got uh, our podcast. If you can't catch the live show yeah. uh, on a Tuesday morning, then our podcast is normally out a few days later. Um, and uh, that's, that's going great guns, right? So you, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can find that on, on all of their, all the normal channels. Yeah, yeah. Apple, Google, Spotify, it's uh, out there, guys. Yeah, Defadiza. It's another one locally, yeah. 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 Um, but that's it. We're, we're back next week. So, um, yeah, try and tune in then. We'll obviously send out the information in terms of what our topics can be for the show. Uh, if you do have any kind of ideas or suggestions in terms of topics, feel free to share those as well. Definitely. Yeah, excellent. Uh, thanks, everyone. Thanks, Amit. Thanks. See you next week, guys. Bye.